Hi, this is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, and today I'm here with Blair Hartman, who is a Statesboro, Georgia artist who I've met through teaching in Bullock County. So Blair, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Yeah, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, can you tell us, uh, the audience, a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So um, on a personal level, I am a father and husband to amazing people. Um, on a professional level, I have been an art teacher for the last nine years, and then this year I am taking a year to just make art and also be with the kids. So it's ended up to be about half a day of art. Um, if you like personality tests, I'm an INTJ and a five with a four wing, if you know what those are. I'm a preacher's kid. I'm a, my wife is also a preacher, so I'm a preacher's kid and a preacher husband. Um, I love stories and I love questions. If you've seen my Instagram, that's kind of what I do there. And um, Southerner. So I've lived in sort of several of the original 13 states, but all in the South. So I've been sort of geographically in this part of the country my whole life. Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize that. Um, that's Yeah, that's, Virginia. That's... I was born in Virginia. We moved down to North Carolina. I went to um, high school in Georgia, then college in South Carolina, and grad school in Georgia. I lived, mm-hmm. you know, all over the place. So. Oh, okay. Is that how you ended up in um, Statesboro, because you were at, in grad school in in that area? Um, it's not directly. So my my wife, as I mentioned, was a preacher and uh-huh. had received a new call in Statesboro. Uh-huh. Um, we were trying to stay regional to the south. My parents are in the area and family, and I just I like heat. I know a lot of people think that's crazy, uh-huh. but um, I I you know I'm hearing about people in the snow already, and it does not sound fun to me. So we're down in in Georgia, where it's not going to be too cold for any anytime soon, right? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I totally get that. I am not about the cold. I don't like, you know, snow uh, snow or shoveling. I mean, it looks pretty in the postcards and the photos, but not interested in living in it. I did that growing up, and I grew up in Idaho, and it was just, Oy. Yeah, yeah, too much. I mean, it's pretty looking, but that's about it. That's right. I lived in Denver for a year, and I got Ooh. all my snow that I, I needed for, as far as I'm concerned, my whole life. But we'll see. Life will take people where life takes people, so. That's true. So my next question is, can you tell tell the audience a little bit about the first time you remember, you know, feeling like you were an artist and making art? Yeah, that's actually, I was trying to think of that, and that's been kind of a challenging question to me mentally. Like a lot of artists, I have been drawing as long as I can remember, and at some point that became my identity probably in middle school and definitely by high school. Um, I did major in art in college. Mm-hmm. Um. I was thinking about this weird story that I was a kid and I remember somebody finding a drawing in my class and this was probably second grade or something and they said oh and they knew I drew and they said did you draw this and I do not think I drew it at all but I remember saying yeah yeah I drew that okay and I remember like the sort of the the feeling from everybody was like oh man that, you know, it's a way to be cool, I guess, in the yeah. world, right? When you're a kid, mm-hmm. that's the important thing. So um, I, I that stands out to me. And I think, I don't know, I, it's just always sort of been my identity. And I've always sort of it's been my expression mode, my way of winding down at the end of the day or winding up in the morning, right? Yeah, yeah, I totally understand. I think everybody I've kind of interviewed, it's like they've had a lifelong passion for art, like from when they were very young. 
and there was some kind of encouraging moment in that time period that just kind of was like, hey, I need to be doing this. I need right. to be making art. So, yeah, there's uh, that interesting commonality. I wish I had, you know, it'd be kind of cool to have a moment where you could tell people you were standing in front of a painting and you realized that you were an artist or something. But yeah, yeah probably a lot more boring to just say I've kind of grown into it as I've grown. Yeah, that's true. So what is your favorite type of art to create right now? Yeah, so right now I'm doing um, some picture books. Oh, cool. They're not really for, well, I guess they're for kids, they're for adults. Mm -hmm. But when I say picture book, you know, I think a lot of people assume children. Um, I'm doing these drawings every day at okay. um, Artman Harmon, and I'm not actually doing those every day. Uh, oh, I kind of am, but um, I've had a stack of those for years, so it's just been fun to get to put them out there and let people see. I don't know why it took me so long to think of Instagram as a platform for that, but um, I guess that's just how it happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. I worked in ceramics at one point, um, oil painting in college. I did a lot of oil painting, and so at this point, I've watercolor and sort of paper it's sort of art on a budget too right um oh, but yeah. i do i've stayed away from computers so far that's mm -hmm. probably my my weak area but everything else i've taken to oh cool gotcha yeah i saw the illustrations that you sent me the pen and ink ones and i was like these are really cool i was just like they're very imaginative and they just seem like there's some kind of like this alternate reality that this yeah. these images are coming from sure so i had sent you i think yeah. a couple things a few years ago i did some fables that are uh, uh, they can be a little bit dark at times okay. but i did these pictures that sort of have that same tone where you see the skeletons of the animals coming up and they're kind of on the line of abstract mm -hmm. and then lately i've been working on a um yeah it's kind of sci-fi it's uh space narwhals probably i'm not the only one working in those right now mm -hmm. it seems to be like a hot topic but mm -hmm. independently of that i am working on some of that so yeah it, it's got space aliens and creatures and all sorts of fun stuff oh cool so did you like i mean have these stories like for a long time that you've been trying to get out there i mean were these are these recent stories that you've come up with or yeah, I've got a stack of them. Um, I do keep journals the way I guess a lot of us do, mm -hmm. and they start out as uh, every day or two we'll scribble down certain notes for a story, and over time some of them snowball and become more and more of a thing. Mm -hmm. And I was looking for something just to get myself going, and it's not maybe the one that I had the most invested in, mm -hmm. and so that felt like a good way to start would just be okay. something I could have fun with. Um I'd kind of ironed it out a little bit in my head, and okay. as you go, you know, these processes, you get to iron it out more, but it's been really fun to do that. Yeah. I have a stack of them in my head, and you, you got to just remember that you work on one at a time, mm -hmm. and, you know, you'll get through them. I, I just, every day I have this, I'm only in the studio at this point for about four hours a day, which is a huge gift, and it's a lot, oh, yeah. but it's also, you know, you could sit in a studio for 12, 13 hours a day without blinking if you... Yeah if you, you know, had that ability, but yeah. with the kids, I'm not doing that. So every day when I leave, I'm thinking, man, I, I just got to get through this one so I can get to the next one. Yeah. But I'm trying to slow that down and just be part of what I'm making at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get you. It's like a gift when you have that time and it's like you are just creating. I find that if I haven't been creating in a while, I get really cranky. I'm not somebody you want to mm -hmm. be around if yeah. I haven't been drawing or making something. So I found that it's the de-stressor and um it just having that time it's just like 
I don't know, it's just, like, even if I'm making up something for myself as a promotional piece or something, it's, like, it, it puts me at ease. I don't know. Sure. Mentally. Yeah, no, as, as a teacher, I always yeah. told parents that, and that was my own experience was, you know, if, if I had an art class, the yeah. rest of my day was also sort of easier or less stressful or anxiety ridden or whatever, just to be able to get that out of me for a little bit here and there. Yeah. yeah. So I was curious, are there any artists that influence, have influenced your work, work up to this point? Absolutely. And I am um, deeply involved in that in terms of, I, I, I had a student years ago who described her interest in comicking to me, I think, or maybe even animating yeah. as she wanted to give back to everything mm-hmm. that she's sort of taken in over the years that have mm-hmm. made her who she is and yeah. um, given her these other worlds to live in and ways to understand things. Mm-hmm. And I very much, I guess, feel like that's sort of one of my main responses in making art is just that I take in so much during the day. Mm-hmm. I grew up um, like in Maury Sendak a lot, of, as uh, I know yes. a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, I love these days. I think Trenton Doyle Hancock is a contemporary artist who I really enjoy sort of his use of abstraction and storytelling and illustration, sort of all sequential art, all tied in together. Um, Adventure Time. I love that show. Um, any, I, I mean, I go on for days, but those are some that sort of stand out as relevant to what I'm doing right now. But yeah, I'm always kind of taking in whatever I can. Yeah, I can see some of those inspirations in your work. I mean, it's kind of, it's got a kind of a trippy feel to, you know, your illustrations. They're very cool. I really, I really dig them. I was like, oh man, these would make some great t-shirts or something like that or prints for wall, you know, wall art and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I could definitely see a lot of um, just different uh, ways you could utilize your artwork and stuff. So do you tend to feel like, and this is not an original question, do you tend to be more of in line with being more of a fine artist or more of a commercial artist? Do you see yourself as one way or the other? Or is it just that you're you're just making the work for yourself? Or, you know, is there a... Sure. Yeah, so um, I, I probably would be, uh, you know, the I don't like to sound too... Uppity, but I would yeah. bet definitely be on the fine arts field yeah. field of that. Um, mm-hmm. The commercial arts, I, I, I that's an area I mean to improve, and I, I'm not good at looking at things in terms of um, sort of a you know a project that mm-hmm. I'm giving to the world as a I don't want to say source of income, but you know yeah. what I mean as yeah. Um, my wife has been an angel and has Aww. sort of pushed me to just make some stuff that I'm interested in making for you know, while I get this thing started and I am mm-hmm. doing some commissions in the meantime, but it's been nice to just not have to think about the commercial side of things. Just, it's been a real luxury for, for this moment in time and I'll have to get to that soon. But, um, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. I feel like I came from a generation where if you were making any yeah. money on something, it was like a bad thing, which yeah. I totally would reject as an adult, but that yeah. still lingers inside of me is yeah. that, um, you know, the idea of selling out. And mm-hmm. as a teacher in a high school in the last 10 years, yeah. if I said selling out, few of my students knew what that meant. Uh, but I don't know. I grew up in the 90s, and yeah. it, uh, there was nothing you could do to insult your artistic nature more than, you know, putting something on a commercial or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So I am trying hard to get past that because I, yeah. I just I think it's – it's something that I've had a difficult time with is realizing that you can make a living on something while still being honest about it and 
and caring about it. In fact, if you want to spend more time doing it, yeah. right, you're going to have to figure out that dynamic. Yeah, I think that's really hard for artists in general. I mean, it's because I think it's some of it just we tend to be more, maybe not everybody that I've met, but a lot of us tend to be on the introverted side. So right. it's always felt a little bit, I've always felt very uncomfortable like right. discussing my artwork and I think that's why I gravitated into teaching because you could pretty much put your students in the forefront and be no, like sure, it's about that work and it's like as I've gotten older I'm just like you know I you know you kind of look at your measure of what is success or not and I guess um you know I have a little bit more perspective on it and I go like oh I've done a pretty good job for myself you know like considering what how difficult it is to, you know, sometimes make a living at it. But I've learned more and more there are ways around to be able to market yourself without it necessarily being like, I'm just selling my soul or my selling right. my artwork out just to be like, you know, and instead having people find you, commission you and stuff like that. Because I hadn't really done, I started, I've been doing like little small commissions for for people and I've enjoyed that I was like oh I hadn't done this in a long time and I've forgotten yeah so what are you working on commission wise yeah so um you know I'm not trying to plug my insta yeah that's you know as somebody who's worried about selling out I I don't want to plug too much right but I do offer people the opportunity to you know hand dry out draw them a copy and so a lot of people boarded those and I've every sort of at this point it's a lot of people that I've known for years and have personal relationships with that I just, with teaching the emotional energy and the time, yeah. especially with young children at home, I just yeah. wasn't able to make things for people. And so that's, yeah. I've kind of had a time catching up with folks, I think, on that. And so I've been, you know, I drew some, you know, family portraits, mm-hmm. and they're not realistic. They're very yeah. much in line with my style. Okay. Um, I've got sort of some that are more symbolic and some that are more cartoony, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, all, all over. I mean, at this point, I really like having these smaller things that I can get done in a couple of hours yeah. so that, you know, it, it's not too much of an investment amount of my time and I don't need to make a ton of money off of it, but yeah. it sort of makes me feel or gives me the feeling that I was productive that day, whether that's a fair measure or not, you know. Yeah, it's like a certain amount of satisfaction. And yeah, it's uh, definitely, you know, at the end of the day, whether I'm making a ton of money or not i mean not that i've been making a ton of money off of my right, illustration right. work but yeah, you come off you know, yeah, that it's like you know when just... i've seen you i've thought man she's making a ton of money oh yeah <laughs> i'm living the high life this artist you know? really paying off yeah. Yeah. oh goodness i i mean uh but yeah it's just um that and you know staying motivated and i was curious you know how do you how do you keep being motivated and doing your artwork i mean i know you said it helps having this time Yes, very much so. Um, and I was making it when I didn't have the time and the energy. It was just, mm-hmm. you know, getting yourself to the table when there's dishes to be done and laundry mm-hmm. to be done. But, um, you know, my my motivation is really more of a problem in terms of finishing something. Yeah. I drive my, my wife crazy again <laughs> because I just, when I get done with the creative side yeah. of something or even maybe the technical side of figuring something out, mm-hmm. I tend to want to jump to the next thing, especially yeah. since I've got this laundry list of things in my brain that I want to get to. So putting things in a format where I can get them out and share with them has been a weakness of mine over the years. And so that's probably where my motivation, mm-hmm. I could I could probably learn and push myself a little bit. Um, as I mentioned, I've got this fables and animal drawings, and I, yeah. I mean, I did those 
five years ago and okay. I wrote this, all the stuff out and I just haven't found the, you know, whatever that is that you need to put it into um, a document and print yeah. it off. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, it's sort of where I am. But yeah, so finding that inspiration is not as difficult for me personally mm -hmm. as finding yeah. the, the finishing sort of push. Does that make sense? Yes, definitely. I mean, are you planning on, as far as these fables, are you going to publish them on your own? Are you going to be, you know, I was just curious, are you going to, you know, um, send them out to uh, different publishers? Or I was just curious what your end goal was with that. Yeah, and that's um, that, that's a great question. And that's a question that um, you might have to get back to me okay. on. I, I think my goal in the long run would be just to make enough on stuff yeah. that I could get it out there and have it available to people yeah. and sort of, you know, make it sort of a part-time job and get to, you know, pay off some groceries for the month or whatever. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, and if I can get to that yeah. and, you know, it depends on the rest of life, but for, for the time being, that would be great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, sometime maybe not in the middle of the podcast or if you want yeah. to use the time doing that we can yeah. talk about that but i'd love to hear advice from somebody who's because i, I yeah. believe you've gotten a few things finished and are available right book wise yeah. yeah and you know it was interesting because i found well i kind of got a little bit disenchanted with as far as um hitting uh regular publishers because it was just such a you know it's one of those crap shoots you're like you know you're you're sending out work and it was weird like you know sometimes it was like a postcard that I mailed out to this long laundry list of publishers and they were like I love that postcard and then I did a book for uh, one publisher in Texas and then children's book publisher in Texas and then later on it was because my work got featured on the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators uh -huh. and so uh -huh the publisher found me that way. And then some things I inadvertently found, I mean, I was just, I don't know, Googling it. And then I was like, I sent something and they were like, Oh, well, we're doing an anthology of illustrators work. Uh, we'd like to put your work in there. So it's just really, sometimes it wasn't like as consistent, like the same thing didn't always give you the same results. And so right. I was finding like multiple different things to try. But the interesting thing is, um, the author that I did, um, the illustrations for um, for this one company in Massachusetts, uh, publisher in Massachusetts, she and I got our rights back from uh, the uh -huh. book because they, you know, stopped printing it. And uh -huh. so we we actually did, we were self-publishing it again because we were like, it's a right. good book. I was like, right. it sold 5,000 copies, which was yeah. great. And then it Amazing. was like, and then, um, but yeah, Amazon, I was like, oh, this is fairly easy. And they even provide you with the software. So as far as converting things to be an ebook for the Kindle and then having a print version that you can, um, people can purchase. And I like the uh, kind of autonomy. It's just kind of like, you know, and granted that also can be um, good and bad because then you have certain a level of quality that maybe like some people are not putting the same effort into their work when they put it as self-publishing because mm -hmm. there's no right. like sure. accountability. There's but no, I, yeah. Yeah, Honor but I that. highly recommend like looking into that because you know, even if, you know, or doing both routes, I mean, I don't know, it's just some publishers are very, eh, they're like, oh, well, we don't want you to pre-print things. I guess it just depends. You have to look at what they're, um, what they're usually asking for and what, how they feel about, you know, those kind of things. But I really think that the self-publishing market is 
becoming just much more acceptable and it kind of yeah, gives sure. you so much more freedom so right yeah and you know i, I you know i had buddies who were yeah. in rock bands and yeah. in the back of their car they would have a, bo- yeah. a hardware box full of cds you know and there's nothing mm-hmm. better than just being able to hand out a cd or you know sell a cd for five bucks here or there and sort of empty out the box over time um not that that's i'm probably want to be a little more intentional than that but that's yeah. i always loved that yeah i um yeah, I'll, I'll see. I I think I'd love to. I'm not good at multitasking, and so mm-hmm. I'd love to get some of my stuff finished, and then yeah. sort of put myself into thinking about how to get it out there. Yeah. But I'm a little worried that as I get it finished, I'm going to want to jump into the next thing. And so, uh, you know, we yeah. know ourselves and our yes. shortcomings enough. I hope at this point yeah. to, yeah. yeah. So we'll see. I I am I I'm thinking about it on a daily basis, but I have not invested the time and the energy and. Um, at some point that'll be necessary. That's great though. But that, um, your, yeah, your work looks great though. I've really enjoyed looking at it. And it's interesting when you, you meet somebody and then you see their artwork and it's like, it's such a, it's, it's interesting because sometimes you just get a whole new perspective. It's like right, about right. their personality. Yeah. So I was curious, like, uh, so are there any places that you feel like you get the most, uh, like visual inspiration? Like, are you, looking online are you like going to art museums are you you know as far as when you're picking up things to for inspiration sure so as i alluded to uh technology i i'm certainly capable and it's fine and i'm not i don't have a negative relationship but i just don't have the mental ability to Mm -hmm. um to do that very often. I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I, still, I still have a flip phone and I just mm, sort of yeah. stick. So I borrow my wife's phone to do my Instagram every day. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, you know, Statesboro, different sort of scene for art. I was yeah. in Durham, North Carolina, and there mm-hmm. are certainly, um, there's a national museum there and it's contemporary uh, art. And yeah. I would love to go down there and just walk around every month or so just to stay in it. Um, I love the Art 21 series on the internet. So mm-hmm. I do sort of keep up with some stuff via that way i don't spend a lot of time sorting through stuff which is you know then i expect other people to sort through everything to find my stuff but um so i i i love statesboro and and Mm -hmm. we've loved living here it's just a different kind of inspiration you know it's a um driving by these beautiful fields and having a little bit more um, pace to your day that doesn't yeah. feel so frantic than yeah. what we were used to in Durham sometimes mm-hmm. and we loved Durham too but you know just different vibe and you get different different things from different places so yeah. I've got a studio downtown in Statesboro oh, through the nice. Avert Center oh, and I just you know I don't turn on music or anything I just yeah. go up there and sit for my few hours in the morning and uh-huh. make my stuff and come back the next day so I really could I, I've got to stop myself most of the time from sitting yeah. in my head too much so it's probably too quiet up there. So I was curious, this is not on the question list, but so do you block out like for your schedule when you're going to make art? Because you said you have small children at home, you know, you sure. do have other responsibilities. So do you just like block out a chunk of time? Do you just say like from these hours, like these are my working hours? Right. So my my daughter is, she just turned three. And mm-hmm. for the last few years, yeah. they've been doing the thing that 
you know, most working parents have their kids yeah. doing, which is being, you know, you drop them off at eight in the morning or earlier and you get them at five thirty or later, you know? So this year she's in a halftime daycare and then my mm-hmm. son gets out of his school at two something. Okay. So usually from about eight to 12, I'm in the studio and, you know, oh, life happens yeah. and I'm mm-hmm. sort of trying to make sure everything gets done around the house too. But yeah. the eight to 12 is, tends to be my block time. And then mm-hmm. for the rest of the day, if, my daughter stopped napping, of course, but if I can find a few minutes here or there, yeah. I try to make that work, and after they go to bed sometimes, depending on the night, so, yeah. yeah, it's certainly, I mean, like I said, four hours is just, it's, you know, it's never enough time, but it's yeah. also a huge amount of time when yeah. you're coming out of teaching where you just don't have a minute to to do anything, right, and yeah, exactly. even if you do have a minute, you're just so tired from everything else you've been doing. Yeah, I will say this year has been the busiest year because I'm teaching full time and then I started coaching of all things. Oh, did you? Yeah, Yeah. you need to rethink your life decisions there, I guess. Yeah, what are you coaching? I'm coaching esports. Okay, yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, so it's like um, I don't even play video games, but it's just kind of, and then I started graduate school this school Uh, year. I knew you'd done that, yep. Yeah, um, my MFA, and it's just been like, yeah, it's been the time crunch. It's like serious, like time management in order to do everything at the same level. And it's really hard. I don't know if you find that it's like you, you probably want to be like, you want to be a certain level of a parent, a certain level yes, husband yep. you want. And those things are a big part of who you are. And right. then also as an artist, like, how do you like say, well, I'm putting in the 110% in each of these and doing a good job. I mean, I don't know how. No, that's any right. Advice I mean, on that. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I like I said, not working a day job for the moment has <laughs> been hugely helpful. But that's obviously not something that it, most people have the ability to do for mm-hmm. you know more than a I don't know a day or so. Yeah. But um, yeah, that four four hours is is a really great time, and we'll see if I can stretch that out a little bit and mm-hmm. um, make that more of a permanent thing, but I'll just have to sort of figure it out going forward. Like I said, my wife's mm-hmm. been really supportive, which is, I would have probably been hard enough on myself yeah. at this point to yeah. try to pick up at least a part-time job, but she's yeah. just been saying, no, I need you to just do this for a while. So she's, she's the hero in my life right now, you know? Oh, that's so sweet. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's really great. Yeah. She was really nice when I met her, which is, yeah, yeah she's, yeah. she's an amazing person. So, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, can I ask how you met her, or is that? Uh, yeah, you can. Um, <laughs> so we're both Presbyterian, and uh-huh. there's a camp called Montreat that's Presbyterian, and we were both up there during the summers, some, uh-huh. and we did the long distance thing for years, and then um, figured out a way to be close and get married. So oh, nice. that was I don't know. I, now I'm going to be online saying that I don't know how long I've been married. I think it's eight <laughs> or nine years. Oh. So it's it's been a while, but um, nice. yeah, it's great. Nice. So my next question is, what's the most indispensable item in your studio that you can't live without? Yeah, maybe the, I do love a good Windsor Newton, um, you know, Series 7, I think Brush 2 is probably the one I use the most. Um, I just kind of use it for everything I've been doing lately because I'm working on a desk um, and it just seems to go with everything. I also, a couple years ago, I never really used many tools when I drew. Okay. I was always kind of not much of a technician, okay. as you might be able to tell if you look at my stuff. I, I like the making side of things, but I'm not always intentional about the tools and stuff. But I realized how much fun a compass is a few years ago, oh. so I do try to get out my compasses as often as okay. possible. 
um, which you don't even see many circles in my work probably, but I just love having it there. There's something about a ruler and a compass that uh-huh. when you find them, they just become sort of magical things that can change your ability to make stuff. Um, and I guess if you're working on a computer, which uh, don't you work mostly on a computer? Isn't that your medium? Um, mainly, but you know, I fluctuate between, you know, I used to do these big pastel drawings and then I kind of backed away because it's just so messy and I just sure. don't have the space anymore. But now right. I'm doing like pen and ink and uh, watercolor because okay. it's just very convenient. Yep. It's portable. So yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, it's cheap enough to me. I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of where I am too, is all that kind of plays into it. But I just, every time I draw a line, I think of the people who are using a computer who can just mm-hmm. do it without. You know, you got any sort of line you want in the whole world right there at your disposal. So Mm -hmm. there's something that's fun, though, about having to do it by hand. Oh, yeah. I mean, I still love, you know, ultimately, I still like hand drawing the best. Um, I'll still use, I just sometimes when I go like, oh, this is so much easier as far as making changes or making edits and not Mm. feeling as, like, I'm willing to take more chances than I probably would have been necessarily. Because I tend to be like when I'm working on something, even if I've done sketches and I've done my thumbnails and then I've done my value and all this and that and the other I tend to like if it's traditional stuff I'm a little bit more like oh I'd have to redo the (laughs) so like yeah yeah, that's right I've done a couple I've done some um as I mentioned yeah including of people the word heart cartoon actually Mm -hmm. uh, it was on my post yesterday or today are these cartoons and I I, they probably are, but yeah. I just something about the word cartoon scares me off. But I've been doing these cartoons of people either for Christmas cards or whatever. Uh-huh. And every time I'm doing them, I keep thinking, man, if I had a tablet, this you know these just these small changes, and you get to see it right away, and it would just have made that much easier. But I'm not there yet, so to my fault. No, I'd keep doing whatever is good for you because that's probably yeah, right too. That's the thing. I go like it just depends on you as the person and nowadays you can always scan it in or take a photo with your with your right. phone these these right. smartphones yep. are getting so good with as far as the yep. uh, quality of the the photos you get out of them and so right. it's like right. yeah yeah i read a um biography on vincent Vigo. it's whatever the yeah. big one is a yeah. couple of years ago and i love this story of as an art teacher you'll appreciate this and maybe yeah. for this he um later in his life he was talking about how much time he would have saved himself in trouble if somebody in his life would have taught him the fundamentals of perspective. But earlier in the book, he'd had a teacher who was sort of the the expert in perspective in education. And he'd just been sitting in his high school or middle school class, not paying attention to the guy. And then years later, complaining about, you know, the trouble he'd had not you know, we have the hindsight in the book of knowing that yeah. he's kind of, it's his own fault. Yeah. But I always feel like I'm going to look back and go, why didn't I just switch to a computer at some point? Because it would have saved me all that time and energy. <laughs> but probably not. I don't yeah. know. So I was wondering, so is there something uh, you would, if you could go into a time machine and go back to when you were first starting out um, being an artist, like you could give yourself a piece of advice that you've learned through the years, what would that be? Probably back to what we were sort of been harping on occasionally, and that's the idea that just because you're making a few dollars on something doesn't make it any less honest. I mean, I think it took me a while to get over it. I also get worried that I'm not going to give people something they want when I draw, mm-hmm. you know, when there's money on the line and they're yes. invested in that way. Yes. Yeah. I, I tend to worry about that. So mm-hmm. I think telling myself that I was 
you just be a little more laid back about that. And if yeah. people want it, they want it. If they don't, they don't. And that's true. You know. Yeah. You, and you can make money on something and not be selling your soul anywhere. You know. No, I don't, I mean, I for me, uh, it's kind of interesting. You know, you bring up like that. You feel like if it's worthwhile that person's money and I, I that's something that's really weird because you know invariably if somebody's going to pay you for it and you should like it has value and this is what I would tell my students like you know you pay your mechanic you pay your doctor right. as an artist why is it such a bad thing that's to right. take money for your work you yeah. know like I think there's some guilt yeah. about maybe because yeah. you enjoy doing it I don't yeah. I don't really know what it is it yeah I, yeah there's something there that's like when, especially when you start to add up, I mean, I've, yeah. you know, I was in grad school and everything. And yeah. when you start to add up other professions yes. where what their hourly wage would be mm-hmm. compared to what I'd be making on an hourly wage, I, I should not feel bad about it. But, no, and, I, and, and, and as somebody who loves it, it has yeah. such an inherent value in my life. I mean, there's not much else that I would say has made me who I am to the extent that heart is right. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, just convincing myself of that is probably as much as I believe it to be true, it's still something I have to make myself believe, you know? Well, you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I do feel like I'm in good company on that one. Yeah. So I was just curious. I know once again, not on the list of questions, but do any of your kids kind of show any kind of artistic bend? Because yeah. you know, that usually runs in the family. Like there's, sure. yeah, that's super fun. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, my, my parents weren't particularly artsy, so I think they were always kind of very proud of me, but never yeah. quite knew what to do with it. I mean, yeah. to their credit, they tried really hard. But um, as an artist who then gets yeah. to watch your child, so my son is in kindergarten, uh-huh. and so his drawings are still very much kindergarten. But mm-hmm. as somebody who likes abstract stuff, there's sort of a beauty to that. And then the other day, for the first time, he actually sat down, and I mean, I don't really have a heavy interest to teach him but yeah. the other day it was he was listening to my introduction and trying to follow along and um when I spoke it actually sounded like he was listening which is not yeah. something our five-year-old usually yeah. <laughs> has a strength in yeah. so that was fun um my daughter likes to she's the three-year-old she likes to yeah. make a mess on a paper probably as much as anything which is great too and I love seeing it but um yeah it's been really fun he had to work in the Avert Center that we went to see oh, a couple nice. days ago from his class that his teacher put in there. Oh, cool. So, yeah, it's, it's so fun as, you know, on the at the end of the day, he his teacher, teacher sends home his papers and on half of his papers on the back, he's drawn a, a boat or mm-hmm. a car or something. And I'm, I've never mm-hmm. been much on that kind of drawing, mm-hmm. sort of more technical. Mm-hmm. And so it's also been challenging for me to have yeah. to think about how do you draw a whatever you know a cruiser and or a yacht I mean I you know just it's been challenging to have to change the way I think about having to teach him you know oh nice yeah and I I think um perspective I have a 14 year old and I really wish like because I could tell he was actually kind of good when he was younger drawing and stuff and painting and so I would try to like encourage him and maybe I was a little too pushy because then he just Uh, stopped doing the artwork and I really wish I just let it be because it was like whatever enjoyment he was uh, getting out of it, I was getting too much into, like, you know, like, the things that, you know, are more, like, as you 
go into art more fully like you're older you're like those things are really interesting like value and and yeah, color and yeah, stuff absolutely. but but when it's just the joy of just drawing and painting yeah, i really wish right. i'd just like let him just like you know you do whatever you want you enjoy and it. i'm trying to do yeah. that but i'm also yeah. just gonna take my money and run on this i mean if he stops drawing tomorrow yeah. at least yeah. i enjoyed watching him do it today oh, yeah. you know? I, mean, I, I feel like yeah. At some point, I just I'm glad he's I'm glad he's doing it now, and yeah. I'm sure he'll have other interests at some point. I mean, um, you know, Picasso's father wasn't he a bit of an art teacher, and look where Picasso ended up. But I'm yeah. trying not to tell myself that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Picasso had his own issues. I mean, so, he did. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm not so, sure I want to force him into that life. But, but uh, yeah. But oh, in my last question, this is a big one. Um, at the end of your life, you've made all the art that you wanted, and you've lived a full life. If there could be nothing left behind of your existence but a note you've written with three final truths, what would those truths be? So, I used to tell my students every day on their way out of class and on the first day of the semester to be kind and to be interested in something other than themselves and their cell phones. I used to tell them interesting people are interested people in uh, my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, and because it was high school, I also used to tell them that yeah. the thing they're in control of is their own reaction, right? Mm-hmm. Or their own action. Because that's, I think in high school when you're trying to manage a class and a place yeah. in a school and um, teach people a lesson that'll be valuable for them going forward. I think that's really important. But as I'm not teaching, I really, I, I really have liked asking questions on a daily basis. So mm-hmm. I think at this point, if I was going to leave a note, yeah. it would probably be a question or two. <laughs> it would probably be um, what's worth our time yeah. or um, yeah, I'd have to think of three questions. Not that I'm thinking of it that way, but um, yeah. So be kind, be interested and in, you know, control the things you can control would mm-hmm. be what I would have told my students so we can stick with that for now. And if they want to read my questions, like I said, artman underscore heartman. Yeah. Those are, um, yeah, those are pretty cool. Every day you put out these questions and then you have the illustrations with them and stuff. And I think those are a really fun conversation starter. And that's what they started as. I had a student who was loved the art class, but he never really fashioned himself as an artist, but he had this really creative brain. And so one day I just drew a, picture for him before he came to class and he had this really super funny creative response to it so I started doing those every day and then Uh when he graduated it became like a fun way to use the first five minutes of my planning period to get myself Uh out of that headspace from teaching and then so then like I said I had a stack of these things and I had to do something with them right oh wow that is awesome so you have it like do you have like a ton of them then yeah I have probably 500 of them sitting in a drawer somewhere Oh my but, gosh, that's amazing! Yep, yeah. yeah. and I still add to them. I mean, I, yeah. A lot of them. If you, if anyone looks at them, there yeah. are some that line up with a day or uh-huh. an event happening. And a lot of times, those are, you know, we're drawn the day before or something. Okay. Oh well, that's cool. Yeah, I've really enjoyed looking at them and oh, sometimes glad. commenting and stuff. So they're great, and uh, you know, I'm never quite yeah. sure what people think of them, so I'm glad to put them out there and just yeah. let them sit. You know, sometimes it's fun to just. You know, talking to different people, different people aren't sure quite what to do with them, or some people love them. It's just fun to watch the way people respond to stuff, you know. Yeah, I think they're awesome. I've really enjoyed it, and it's just something they go like, huh, let me think about that. <laughs> let me see how I'd answer that. So, But thank you so much for being on my podcast, and um, 
I'll put some uh, links in the description box for your for your social media and uh, yeah, thank you for sharing no, your thank you. I'm glad you life. I'm glad you're doing this and you're um, getting some people into conversation about what they do. It's fun to listen to. I've I've gone back and listened to them and yeah, it's really just a nice thing to see how other people find their way in and their illustrated life or yeah, you know yeah. It's the whole question thing. You brought up questions. I think as I get older, I ask more questions. Definitely in graduate school now, I'm just like the annoying student that the professor's uh -huh. like, oh my goodness, I, yeah. she got another yeah, question. They, they hate you, right? Yeah, they're probably like, I mean, I'm very like on top of things and I get everything right. done, but they're probably like, can the girl just stop asking questions? Right, right. Like, right. There's, there's probably balance. Yeah. I remember as a teacher uh -huh. also, sometimes yeah. somebody asking a question is like, Oh, somebody's paying attention to me. That's, yes, that's valuable. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. but uh, but thank just you. moderate yeah. the number of questions. Right? Yeah, so you don't get on their nerves. Right. But thank you so much, yeah, and um, the best of luck with your um, your oh, art career that. and everything. Yep. Yes, ma'am. And I know it's gonna go. Yeah, it's gonna go places. You know, and enjoy we'll this see. time. Yeah. Like I said, just getting to make something is enough for me right now. So um, whatever I get to do with it will be fun too. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to My Creative Life um, with Blair Hartman and uh, have, a, have a good one. Have a good one. Bye.